Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Star Wars Visions. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Noma. Hello there. How you doing today, buddy? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Got some... for some more anime. Yeah, second last episode of Star Wars Visions. Yeah, it's it, it's gone by so fast. Bittersweet, but before we know it, we're going to have the Book of Boba Fett. Speaking of Boba yeah, Fett, that's true. our other guy, Edward. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, hi. <laughs> you are our Mandalorian boy. Oh, that's true. I mean, Thank we all you. love Boba Fett, let's be honest. I thought you more so than anybody. No? I'm pretty sure it's me the most, but that's okay. <laughs> and yet somehow he hasn't read Open Season, although I guess that's Django Fett. Yeah. Who gives a shit about <laughs> Daddy funny. Daddy Fett? You want... Oh, how dare you? Want, you? You, want, you want Baby Fett. Baby boy. Now that that's been recanonized, yeah. how dare you? <laughs> all right. Welcome to the yeah, podcast. Uh, Ed, would you like to let listeners know which episode we're covering today? Yeah, so today's episode, we are discussing the short... Uh, Lop Nocho, that is episode 8, I believe, of, of Vision so far. Um, we're going to be talking about what happened. And honestly, Easter, uh, the way Easter eggs go, I'd say these these were more more from other media than just mm, yeah, ours yeah. this time. Because <laughs> there were a lot of things you could call and be like, oh, okay, I, I understand this. I understand mm. this. I've seen this somewhere. So... This time, pretty much anything that you see that you can recall from somewhere else that's made it into Star Wars Legends, I guess, at this time, too, because that's really what Visions is. Um, let us know. And there's a bunch of ways that you can do that. And no one's going to tell you how. Yeah. Like Ed said, there's a whole bunch of different ways to contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Handle for both of those is at VoiceForcePod. As we always like to say, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility. And you can follow or subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And I think we should get into the amazing poster for Lapa Nocho. This is a really cool one. It's very interesting. Yeah. Wasn't the blaze was... green? Yeah. <laughs> it was yellow, I think, wasn't it? No, it was no. green. It was, was it very green. green. It was like Qui-Gon green. It is kind of green um, in the picture. No, that's yellow. <laughs> on the bottom, on the bottom, it's green by the hilt. That's green. No, that's green. I don't, I don't know. That's it's, 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 that's, it's very bright. Totally they turned up the, the brightness <laughs> to a max on that. Maybe. I, it's like YouTube that, resolution 2007. That feels like a little bit of copium there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Lapanocha poster is very interesting. We've got all of the main characters and some guy. Well, I mean, he is kind of important, but a uh, couple of Empire <laughs> characters here. So we've got Lop Ocho. Uh, their father, which was actually kind of... Well, we actually got two Ochos, which uh, I slightly spoilery, I guess. But um, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this, you already watched the episode. But yeah, we've got all the characters with all their appearances. <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, Lops in the front. We've got Ocho. We've got their father, which I was kind of surprised. For some reason, I thought the dad was going to be Ocho. But in hindsight, that's not a guy's name at all. So I should have realized that. Fair enough. Um, and then we've got generic smarmy evil Imperial Officer 13. You see him once. Uh, yeah, and, and a Stormtrooper. 
and uh, we got a star destroyer, and they're all kind of clustered. It's it's um it's a raid very oh, clearly. I think they're you missed the dark trooper 40. back there, buddy. Yeah, phase two dark trooper. Well, he's he's literally half a scene. He barely counts, yeah. but yeah, he is there. Um, but we've got it uh, raid in the classic kind of artist triangle formation, where uh the all the characters are arranged in such a way where it is drawing focus to lop. She's kind of at the center. We've even got more angles of interest because we've got both of the weapons on screen are kind of crossing uh, right with her face underneath. So mm-hmm. you're kind of being drawn up with those lines. Uh, we've also got the droid TD, I believe, uh, which is very distracting for me because that's the name of my bank. Uh, so that was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, overall, it's it's nicely done. The lighting is is a little strange on a couple characters. Like it really bugs me on the Imperial officer. It's a little bit too soft, I think. Um but on everyone else, it looks pretty great. So, uh, yeah, and then we've also got, with that, Lapanocho is done. Again, right, all of the uh, fonts that we've seen so far are very stylized. This one is very interesting because it's uh, full serifs. So we've got all the little, uh, you know, nubs on the side kind of. It almost looks like, it looks like, uh, it looks like an old Western font. Like something you Thank see in you. like a 70s Western, yeah. Thank you. The first thing I thought of when I saw it was that. It was mm-hmm. just like, huh. It did, surprisingly, didn't have that kind of feel yeah right yeah. It, it's very and there, there's something with the the whole style of this episode that really sh- surprised me because i was expecting it from a different studio but not mm. uh studio geno which i'll talk about as well uh afterwards or geno studio i believe they're called um i'll talk about that later on when, when we get to it but there was some interesting uh stylistic choices and designs that are kind of reflected in this poster which is really nice yeah there's definitely like you can tell with like ocho and then the father like there's a difference in like design there like ocho in the middle mm. Looks like she's from like uh, Studio Ghibli film, yeah, like heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And like, there's so uh, many different. Not styles. so much like, in the eyes, but that's like a yeah. It's like the else. face structure I find, and like the design. But then you get like the ones on the kind far of, left. Yeah. You get like the very like palleted, like painted look to the stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, do love the design right. with like the stars and the galaxies and like the electricity around the lightsaber and the the, the colors and things. And it's mm-hmm. muted, but it's also impactful in a way i don't know how to describe it it's cool i like it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a really interesting poster um i mean you know it does a good job of showing everyone who's going to be there mm. yeah i'm kind of glad that i'm seeing it now i don't think i would have i think i would have been annoyed if i had seen it earlier and then watched the episode because it sets up so it would have been confusing well yeah not yeah. confusing but exactly yeah yeah it just kind of it, it tweaks it messes with with what you're expecting a little bit the text reminds um, me of cowboy bebop text on the poster yeah yeah very kind of similar to that too which is you know yeah, very much another western. pretty much western yeah, yeah, yeah. So. it's pretty cool mm. let's get into the episode spoiler warning yep thank you dan uh so yeah as we always say before we get into this episode and i apologize that i kind of spoiled something maybe in the poster but yeah from here on out this is your spoiler warning we're going to start talking about lapanocho assuming you guys have watched it uh We'll, we'll do a quick summary for you, but again, we're going to just spoil everything. We're just going to assume you've watched it, so if you'd like to watch this episode, which we definitely all recommend, pause here, go watch La Pinocho, come back, and then you can enjoy it uh, without being scared of any spoilers. So, now that that's out of the way, final spoiler warning, and three, two, one, let's begin. So the episode opens on the planet that we're going to be focusing on this entire episode. I don't actually know if they named the planet. Maybe I missed that. But 
there's also some funky stuff going on with the subtitles, but I'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, we basically get this uh, very brief overview of what's basically happening on this planet, where it is uh, the Empire has arrived and they've offered protection in exchange for uh, totally not going to strip mine and exploit the planet as they always do. And the locals agreed, but then they started bringing the Empire started bringing in the slave population to start doing this hard labor and oppressing, uh, starting to oppress the locals as is their uh, imperial custom, basically, no, like 90% of the time. Um, and so from there, we kind of are introduced to Lop, who is a... Uh, you know, slave who is working for hard labor for the Empire, and she's kind of trying to steal food and survive. She seems to have escaped, and she's got this little droid with her TD kind of following her around. So uh, we get her kind of, uh, we kind of see her like hiding and eating some food, and then she tries to go and steal some more, but she's stopped by uh, this, the guy, like, he basically just walks straight out of a samurai movie, like this guy dressed fully up like a, like a daimyo or a shogun. Uh, and his daughter, so this is uh, Yasaburo and uh, Ocho, and we get a little, like, we get a little conversation, because they're very young at this point, like, Lop and Ocho are both, like, kids, and uh, we get a brief overview where Ocho's like, oh, you know, like, you're, you're a slave who ran away, and Yasaburo's like, yeah, that's a shame, you know, trying to eat and survive, and Ocho basically is like, okay, you're family now, and her dad's like, what? Why? No, we can't do that. And Ocho's like, oh, I thought everyone on the planet said that uh, Boss Yasaburo always does the right thing and kind of like guilts him that way. And then just runs off with uh, Lop and starts kind of playing with her on the beach. And we get a moment where like, you know, Yasaburo's trying to act like the the uh, angry old man, right? He kind of walks up and he's like, oh, damn it, Ocho, what are you doing? Now that you're doing this, I would lose all my dignity if I if I didn't uh, adopt her into the family. All right, fine. You're a daughter now. And uh td kind of like takes a little video of them and and oh sorry before that he, td does something that was kind of confusing to me we'll talk about it a little bit later but he like as they're like oh you're part of the family now td cuts off the slave collar and i was like if you were with her from the beginning why yeah. don't you do that before uh, whatever that was so weird <laughs> yeah it was very strange i was like wait um, no he was with her from the beginning so why what yeah so why what? why didn't he do this earlier it doesn't make unless he was like following robot overlords Right. It was strange. But anyways, TD takes a little video of them and, and we get a little line where Ocho says, uh, like, uh, you know, for, like to give it a little bit of time. But we'll all in, in a few years, in a little bit of time, we'll all be uh, the same loving family. And then we get a seven year uh, time skip uh, to the Empire. And now basically we can see like the ocean starting to get fucked up because um, they're clearly strip mining and polluting. And uh we're getting this, uh, like, Lop is kind of racing to this area where we can see uh, Ocho and Yasaburo are having this big argument after this this clearly, like, industrial sabotage has gone off. Uh, we also get something kind of weird here, because I thought Yasaburo was the, uh, like, yes, like, I don't know, he looks like a shogun or a daimyo, but he's actually, like, a, the way they talk about him, he's like a Yakuza boss. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's essentially boss. a big, like, a Yakuza boss type thing. But then he's also planetary leader. It's very, it's kind of weird. But anyways, they're they're arguing, and uh, Ocho's argument is that they have to welcome the Empire and and use them to, uh, you know, like improve the planet and get more powerful. And Yasubuto's argument is no, they're destroying the planet and all of its beauty. And look, we didn't rely on the Republic. Why are we going to throw ourselves at the feet of the Empire? And Lop tries to intervene. Doesn't really work. She tries to to, to she just wants them to stop fighting, right? Um, but then Imperials start to arrive on speeder bikes, and all of the again they look like samurai, but they're acting like uh, Yakuza thugs. 
are basically like, oh no, the Empire, scatter, and they all just run away. And Yasuo's like, what the hell is everyone going? All right, fine, we'll figure this out later, and goes to leave. And so uh, Lop goes with Ocho, and they have a little conversation in a speeder. Um, just giving us a little bit of insight into the characters where Lop is saying, like, look, I can understand where, where Dad's coming from. I can see where you're coming from, but I just, I don't want us to be fighting. And Ocho's like, yeah, look, I like, you know, obviously I care about Dad and the planet and all this stuff, but the Empire's first. Um, so they pull up on this bridge where there's an Imperial checkpoint, except I guess it's actually more like a par uh, like a meeting party. But they basically come out and the officer that we saw on the poster is there and he's like, ah, yes, look, our allies are here. And Lop's like, what are you talking about? And he goes, ah, I will exposition to you. Uh, we knew about the, the your, your dad's industrial uh, attacks, so we asked Ocho to take care of it, but apparently she's not to the job. And Ocho's like, yeah, uh, it's time for me to heel turn. I'm going to take responsibility for this. Now I'm going to join the Empire. And Lop's like, obviously distraught, right? Like, you can't do that. It'll break Dad's heart. And she does the whole, again, strange because you're acting like samurai, but you're supposed to be Yakuza people. Um, but she cuts off her braid uh, to symbolize, like, she's not part of the family anymore, gives it to Lop and says, like, tell Dad it's, it's you know, we, we, it, we can't do it his way. I'm going with the Empire. And so she goes with them, and Lop goes back, and when she kind of comes back to the family fortress underground base again kind of blurring lines here um she goes in and and uh goes to her dad and she's like where is everybody this place is empty and he goes yeah no they all ran like cowards and they were greedy bastards too because they asked me for pay leave before they left i was like wow really okay <laughs> but uh yeah so lop goes uh basically talks with her dad and says look i love i love this planet i love our family i i I'm on your side, but what can we do? And so uh, Yasaburo takes uh, Lop to uh, like across this bridge into the family shrine down deep, deeper below that, and uh, basically brings out this box that we've seen in the trailer uh, for Star Wars Visions, and and presses his thumbs against this cloth that activates a Jedi rune. It was it was it was interesting mystical stuff but uh i also kind of forgot to mention lop has a scouter and this it's just a scouter i like we were talking about references before she's just got a dragon ball z scouter it's badass man. <laughs> it's it is really cool all that. Oh. I, as soon as she retracted i was like i like that i like that more than the, the, the normal scouters now um but yeah so she turns on the scouter when the mystical thing turns on and yasabuto's like look you can see this with your eyes you don't need a, a tech, tech to, to tell you about this and he explains a story where it was basically he says hundreds of years ago a jedi a powerful warrior named jedi which i thought was kind of well the, the translations make it seem like that he says a jedi uh landed and bestowed this weapon onto our ancestors and uh taught us all these techniques and stuff like that and he it, it kind of implies from the story you know taught us how to use the force and all these kinds of things um, and he basically says, like, look, this is passed down from, from father to child, and it's always been this way for hundreds and hundreds of generations. I don't think I've always treated you like a daughter, and I apologize for that, um, but you are my daughter. You are part of this family, and family's thicker than blood. No matter what anybody says, you're my daughter, and I want to pass this on to you now as the new protector of the planet. Uh, do you accept this? Like, Well, he says, like, say you accept this and, and take the responsibility, but there is, you know... The implication that she could just leave but she doesn't you know she says i accept this responsibility um and with that we get an uh, we kind of cut and off screen apparently lop has learned all of the techniques as we're going to see later but uh 
as that kind of happens, they're they're walking away and Lop saying, I don't like this. This doesn't seem right. And uh, Yasubudo does the the classic anime move where he's just like, don't worry about it. I'm just going to go talk to Ocho. We're going to figure this out. Stay here. Everything will be fine. I'm not going to die off, off screen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, we're getting to this part. Um, but yeah, so he goes and, and he gets into what was interesting. It, it's it's a it's a Pelta cargo ship that we see in Clone Wars. Um, the Pelta car, like uh, modified versions. Uh, so it was pretty cool. But he flies off, and I was like, well, Ocho's gonna, or sorry, Op, uh, Lop's gonna go after him, right? No, she actually stays behind, like he asked, uh, with some like a random old man who's totally not the advisor in these kinds of shows. Um, and then an explosion goes off, and, and her and the advisor kind of rush to the window, and you, they, they can see smoke coming from the refinery. And the advisor just goes, I think that means that your dad's doing something he's not supposed to be doing. So Lop jumps on the speeder car they were using earlier. <laughs> Does some sick jumps and uh, and swerves and stuff, um, and basically gets to the Imperial hangar. But before she does, we get a cool scene where the like two remaining unnamed henchmen that are with Yasabudo are fighting. Uh, one guy just has a giant uh, chakram shuriken, and I was like, ah, cool, we got Naruto. He's even got the face mask, um, and he's fighting a bunch of K two droids. And then it cuts to another guy who's fighting a dark trooper, and then he has a heart attack. I don't, I what, I don't know what happened there, but he like beats the dark trooper, and he just clutches his chest and falls down. And I was like, I okay. Did he get uh, shot? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see him get shot. He just kind of was like, my heart, and then just <laughs> dropped. So I was like, ah, that was kind of weird. And then we cut to uh, Ocho and Yasabudo are dueling, and Ocho has got this sick weapon that's like a multi-part staff spear with like two blades on the end, basically of this tri. It's Ikaku's staff. From Bleach, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah that's right. He's that's got right. like the three section staff. It's actually yeah, a weapon, except there's there's little lightning bolts yeah, instead of chains. Yeah, hard to use. I've tried using it before, but it's got little lightning bolts in the middle, like energy connectors, I guess, mm. instead of uh, chains. And uh, Yasaburo is using two Sai, um, and he he has this. He, you know, he tries to convince uh, Ocho to come back, and and she doesn't accept. And we see him take a hit as Lot basically arrives. And she tries to check on him, and he's literally like he, he's not dead, but he's managed to have been blinded in his his remaining eye now, so he's just fully blind. Um, so now I guess he's Atoichi. Um, but yeah, we basically get a thing where he's like, he, we we get this really nice conversation basically, where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I I, I couldn't convince her to join. Like, Lop, please, you have to convince Ocho to come back to us, and. Ocho says, like, what, why are you telling her this? Like, she's not even part of our family. And I love Leosaburo's response is, I love his response where he goes, if that's what you really think, I failed you as a father. And I just, I, I love that kind of, you know, that reinforcement that he does really care about Lop. Um, so they, so Lop and Ocho face off. Oh my God, title. Um, and we get a, a really interesting duel, basically, where, um it gets really like it like the one emotional moment we really we get this really interesting kind of like hand-drawn um it reminded me of the studio Periot um naruto fight animations before they turned pain into a, a disney or a, a, <laughs> a warner brothers cartoon character yeah. um Those yeah that fight whatever yeah. but anyways they, we get a really cool fight between them going back and forth um when ocho goes to do her first blow lop activates the lightsaber and it's got an effect that I was because it's the same katana style lightsaber that we've seen in like the Elder and uh, uh, Night Jedi and stuff like that. Um, but it's got an additional feature to it where it's got runes in the center that that activate with it. And I, I literally had a moment of like, 
Oh, that's really dumb. It looks so cool, though. <laughs> it's really it cool. Looks so cool. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get the fight scene, and it it um, we get the little back and forth where where Ocho's insulted that she has the blade because she's supposed to be the successor, and Lop's like, no, I'm part of your family. I'm bringing you back. Um, and I'm going, you're really, it looks like you're really trying to kill Ocho for someone who you're trying to bring back to the family. And like the, the, the fight goes back and forth. Um, Ocho never really even has the advantage and Lop uses the force at one point to grab one of Yasubuto's Sai. And that's where I was like, oh, so she learned all the techniques off screen. I see. Um, and then does a fucking X slash on Ocho. And I was like, oh, I, I think you killed her. I don't think you saved your sister. Um, so Ocho falls off screen, but kind of arrive, uh, kind of rises up doing that classic i'm still alive bitch on the smallest raider i've ever seen in my life um but they have the stare off and she's still got the the burning x slash on her imperial uniform also yeah i forgot to mention she's in imperial uniform now uh, and first thought with her with the short hair and the imperial uniform she's definitely got uh, like um mandalorian um Oh my god! Oh yeah, best yes, best just car underneath, best underneath, car the, underneath the vest. Otherwise, she'd <laughs> I mean, be dead. It's best There's car no other way. Graphs, that's all. I mean, we've got like what? <laughs> best car, Cortosis, Cortosis, whatever. Cortosis. Yeah. So one of those three, I guess. Gotta be one. And then also, this is just me, but with the short hair and the imperial uniform, as soon as she showed up, I was like, "Damn, she's looking a lot better than she did in the in the kimono." <laughs> that's just my opinion. What was but her anyways, rank? Do you guys remember? It was like just a single row. She no, she was high up. She had yeah, she she's had in white like three. White, I know, but she had three, only red, one red, 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 row of, of number of uh, things. It was like red and blue, I think. Yeah, red and oh god, red and blue. It's in it's in the handbook. I can I can <laughs> go look. It's All right. Handbook. But uh, yeah, so we get the little stare down between the sisters, and uh, uh, Ocho kind of flies off screen with that, and then we get. Oh, I also forgot about the. Sorry, I forgot about the the, the emotional. Uh, I have to push my limits moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is as they're fighting, TD kind of like flies up, and it's showing the little picture of them as kids. And I was like, well, all right, we're gonna get a droid death, and yeah, Ocho just fucking eviscerates it, like just breaks it to pieces. Um. And it's still projecting the little image, and that's what makes Lop kind of like like snap, be able to use the force, grabs the sigh, and and kind of does the finishing move. Um, but yeah, so we get a, a, a very bittersweet moment at the end where um, Lop kind of picks up the pieces of TD, and it's still kind of playing the recording that we saw at the beginning of the episode. And uh, so we get the line um, again. TD is kind of just playing the line brokenly, but Lop kind of finishes the sentence for it and kind of over talks with it mm -hmm. um where they both kind of say we're going to be a proper family um i got yeah, the that's... rank she's, okay. she's either a colonel or a brigadier the colonel is three red and then three blue okay. hers are three blue and then three red so it's backwards or mm. it could have been miscolored and it could be two blue and four red and that would be brigadier yeah, okay colonel. yeah yeah i think colonel would probably be about the right one that mm. book is impossible to navigate. There's no table of contents. <laughs> oh, wait one second, one second. Uh, major is three blue, three red. Never mind. That's probably what it is. Okay. Okay, so yeah, she went straight yeah, to Yeah, so to high me. up for the... Yeah, Damn. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Um, she joined last night. She's like. yeah, she's seriously. she's faster than, than uh, Thrawn making rank. It's it's that anime off-screen moment, man. It's the same way that, that Lop managed to learn all those techniques and the Force at the same time, because we never see her fight in that episode. Up no, until we don't. Well, when, um, when sorry. She, okay, no, wait for the. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, that we're basically there, right? That basically wraps up um, the summary. 
And uh, yeah, I guess before we dive into to the discussion proper, as we do, uh, I like to go over the studios and give you guys a little bit of background on what they've done. Uh, I'll be honest, I have never seen anything that uh, Geno Studio has done before. Uh, maybe it's Geno, I don't know. Uh, it's Geno. If I'm mispronouncing it. I, if I'm mispronouncing it, I apologize. Um, they have done a series that I've heard a lot of good things about. I've been meaning to get around to it, but I'm terrible at watching anime that I don't have like a real hard um, interest in watching. Mm. Like I watched Dr. Stone as soon as it came out, but I haven't seen this, but anyways, uh, so the studio, the series that I think they're most famous for is golden Kamui. Oh, okay. Uh, done, yeah. I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched these, that either. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. And I know it's, it's uh, it takes place during the Russo Japan war, which it's very popular. Is, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people like it. Um, so they've done that. And as far as I know, it's been a great, you know, I haven't really heard anybody say bad things about it. So it's clear that, uh, you know, they know what they're doing, especially from this episode too. Uh, some of their other series, cause they've only done, I think it, it, it's only showing me nine series that they've done. And most of them are golden Kamui. It's like the, all three seasons of golden Kamui, both OVAs for it. Um, the only other things that they've done is a series called, uh, Kokoku. I've never heard of that one. Um, a series called Pet. I haven't seen that one either. That's from last year. And then another one called uh, Gyakusatsu Kikan. And I don't know that one either. Okay. Um, it's all shown in stuff, though. So I'm kind of surprised that I haven't heard of any of these. Yeah, it's other like ones, all but, of our three yeah. kind of jams, the shown in stuff. Mm. Nice. But uh, yeah, you know, their stuff looks really good. And yeah. uh, I definitely, th- this episode was very beautiful. I'm just going to say. Very, very beautiful. Uh, for the, the voice actor stuff, the English dub mm-hmm. as well as the English sub, like the Japanese uh, voices, mm-hmm. all of which are, are great in this episode. Uh, I've watched both, and I would say the dubs are, are pretty good. And they they have voice okay. actors that have done a, quite a few roles for the main characters in terms of the English voice actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figured let's just jump into the Japanese seiyus and go from there. We yeah, got sure. uh, Seidan Kobayashi, who does Lop. Um, her, I would say her biggest role she's had since... Or like before this was Eddie from My Hero Academia, the little girl with the little horn mm-hmm. from season yeah, four. Yeah. yeah. Um we she have She seems fairly new from from what I, I saw from her. Oh yeah. She does a good job though. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even pick yeah, that yeah. as Lop. Um Lisha, uh, Lisa Shimizu is Ocho, and she's done V, the female voice for V in Cyberpunk. Oh shit. Uh, she's okay. Officer okay. Jenny cool, right? in Pokemon Journeys. Also Nurse Joy in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, she's done a lot of dubbing for a lot of other um, like English titles. She plays Line in or Lin in Attack on Titan, um, and just kind of like miscellaneous roles. Apart from that, I would say, um, yeah. There's that. We got uh, Tarahisa Fujimura who plays uh, Yasubudo, and I thought I recognized his voice, but maybe it's just. Um, it, it's it definitely falls into a stereotype voice. Yeah, like, it's it is like that very much old, older, yeah, yeah. rough, honorable old man. Yeah, that's samurai. The one. Yeah, he's only played in a few things. Um, he must be a newer actor because he's only had credits from 2018 on IMDb. He was in. Well, he's also interesting because uh, when I was looking up some stuff for him, he's also known as a director. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, so he is for Suyo he's an actor, Dori director, Yeah, it's like one movie. Yeah, or the yeah. TV series in 1996. Yeah, so he's he's got a couple of things under his belt. He's got a good voice for for it though. Um, he's from yeah. a show called Laid Back Camp as well. I don't know if you've heard of that. It sounds familiar. Yeah. It's uh, it's an anime. It's uh, yeah, he's in that. Um, we got another character here, uh, Taisuke Nakano, who is the Imperial officer, 
and Noma's smiling at me because of my awful pronunciation. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. Record of Ragnarok, <laughs> he plays like miscellaneous characters. Uh, the Way of the House Husband, he plays the hardware store owner. Um, hmm. Grand Blue Fantasy, he plays a character. Food Wars, he plays Momo's father. Interesting. And yeah, that's pretty much all the big ones uh, that I can see. But he has a pretty like evil bad guy voice for sure. Like he does mm-hmm. a very good evil bad guy voice. Um, Tomishi, uh, Michi Nishimura is the narrator, and he's. I think I saw a role in here that I knew him from. Um, he has. Oh yeah, uh, Naruto. He was Onoki, the stone kage, the old man that can use like gravity oh, and stuff. Okay. Um, man, my, he my ages hard in Boruto. With him was him just getting his ass kicked. <laughs> Yo, he ages hard in Boruto. Have you seen what he looks like? Is he still alive in Boruto? Yeah, he's real remember. old. I don't remember that, and I've seen Boruto. That's concerning. Oh yeah, Dragon Ball Super. He plays Kuru in Baria. I don't or Biera. I don't know those characters. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. He has another credit that I thought I knew him from. Uh, where is it? Oh, in Ghost in the Shell, Arise, TV show, he played Amagata. Amagata. Oh, okay. And there's one more. Canyon Stalking and Garter Bell, he plays Judge. I, I don't even remember that character. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it for that one. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And then we got um, Setsuji Sato. And he is... You ever guys watched Jujutsu Kaisen yet? No, not yet. Okay, so, Ed, you might you might remember. <laughs> um, he plays the special grade curse uh, spirit that uh, the main character fights for the first time. You know, that okay. white one with the weird eyeballs on yeah. top? And, yeah, it's, like, crazy. I just called it the Joker because I didn't really... Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he also plays in Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild movie. Plays Nox. Um... <laughs> Was... Oh, I, th- I know. Yeah, I know what movie that is. I haven't seen it yet, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Do you ever? Want, I'm pretty sure that's the one where it's like, do you, do you ever want to know how Ace Hunter became Ace Hunter? I was like, no. You talked to him like twice in the world. Oh boy. <laughs> Naruto Shippuden. He plays a few like miscellaneous ninjas, and that's pretty okay. much all of his massive roles. No okay. more heroes. He plays Let's Shake. I haven't played those games. Okay. No more heroes is something I've wanted to play, but it's yeah, always yeah. been on like Wii and stuff like exactly. that. And I never owned a Wii. And the last one I could find credits for is Atsushi Imaroka, I think is how you pronounce that name. Um Fire Emblem Three Houses, he plays the Death Knight and Jaritza. Oh, cool, cool. He also okay. plays uh Modok in Avengers. Overlord 2, he plays a guy named Succulent. Uh Overwatch, he plays Winston, if you guys have ever done the voices. Oh my god. How do we not know this? Mm-hmm. He plays Stronheim in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh my god. Well, he has one line in yes. this episode. And he plays Demicast in And Log it wasn't oh, <laughs> Yeah, he plays Rudolph on Stronheim. Oh my god. Uh, he plays Cobra in Fairy Tale. And again, somebody he had like three episodes and then he was gone. Oh yeah, no. There's yeah. He plays some like smaller roles, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all. Oh, he plays Charlotte Montdor from One Piece, the guy with the books from Big Mom's Island. I, I don't. The clown. He's like the clown brother with the big nose, and he just like flies on books and he traps Luffy in a book. Remember that? I I, I don't remember that character. Oh, in the yeah, Montdor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the one one of the many characters on that arc that no one cares about. And no, I'm gonna actually <laughs> ask you to run through all those other Japanese hmm. names that I've highlighted, just so you can speed through those, and we'll get into the English oh, voice sure, actors. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, sure. So yeah, so all these people are listed as Ta I guess it's called Tau Planet. I didn't know that. Um, Tau Planet residents. So we've got uh, Jun Yokoyama, uh, Yusuke Kanai, Kanie, sorry, Kanie, Makoto Sahara, uh, Hinako Yasuda, Fu Hirohara, Hideka Suzuki, and Kaori Akenatsu. Thank you. And the English voice actors we have. Sorry, are... let me try that again. Jun Yokoyama. There you go. Yokoyama. <laughs> Yusuke Kanie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or it'd be canny. Come on now. A canny. Okay. Not we have key. For uh, who is this? Lop, I believe. Yeah, Lop. We have Anna mm. Cathart. Uh, she's been on a lot of stuff. Um, Cathcart. Sorry. Cathcart. Yeah, Cathcart. It, it sounds look at us both like... fucking up our native languages. Did I say it wrong? Oh, if I did, I'm sorry. Um, it's all good. It's yeah, she's good. been in a lot of stuff, just like shows and TV things. Um, I don't. I guess Once Upon a Time TV series is probably one of the most well-known ones that she's been in. Oh. She played as a tween Drizella in a few episodes, in the Sisterhood episode and One Little Tear episode. Um, and I don't recognize any of the other stuff. Uh, but she's been in a quite a few most stuff. Fair enough. Uh, we have uh, Hiromi Games, or Dames. I don't know how you pronounce that name. Uh, Ocho. Uh, she plays in a lot of stuff. Animaniac. She plays as a lot of like miscellaneous characters. Um, Monsters at Work. Uh, Curious George. She plays a character named Kazumi. Uh, I didn't know that was a character in Curious George. And uh, yeah, just oh my god, dating back quite. A, she's been in a lot of stuff since '97. Bill Nye the Science Guy. She oh, plays wow. as herself in like episodes. So she was one of the kids in probably one of the episodes in '97. Oh, that's cool. That's hilarious. Um, in the Jeans episode, time and probability episodes. Cool stuff. Uh, Hannah Montana, she was in too. And Phineas and Ferb. And if you oh, like nice. the Wings Club. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that show. <laughs> we have uh, Paul Nakauchi, and he plays in a lot of stuff. He plays an archer as Dingo, Baby, and a lot of other characters. He also plays in Squid Game as Dioksu, who is, um, uh, I guess, one of the VIPs. Okay. Um, he plays in Yasuke as... Uh, Moritzke in additional voices. Mortal Kombat, he plays Lin Kuei Grandmaster's voice. You're Carmen... skipping over one of his more famous roles, too. Which one was that? Uh, he is apparently Hanzo Shimada in Overwatch. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, he also plays in Carmen Sandiego. He plays in The Rookie, which is a, one of my favorite shows. Well, not my favorite show, but it's a it's a really good show. He plays mm. in Death Note as Watari. Um... Yeah, it's Hanzo. Oh, oh that's Adam Wingard's okay. death, uh, death Note, isn't it? Uh, he kind of looks like that. It says Death Note 2017. Okay. Was, so it, or was it that? Yeah, was it movie? that one? I'm pretty sure it was. The movie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he plays. Had to be, oh because... my god, he plays Sifo Diaz in the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh shit. And Savet cool. in the Clone Wars. Interesting. The little ghost Sifo or whatever. I guess so. Yeah. Or like the flashback the hologram. Or Oh, I thought that, I thought you meant the crazy one from. Uh, I'm sure he was all of it, honestly. Six. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Uh, oh yeah. He played in Diablo with Mathiel, Malthiel, one of the I think the angels. Uh, oh, the 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 Reaper of Souls. Yeah, I oh, think so. Okay. Yeah. Parts of the nice. Caribbean. He's Captain Sao Feng in the video game. <laughs> he's Wong in the video game for Doctor Strange. Thunder Ryu <laughs> from No More Heroes. Uh, oh, he's Zuko. Uh, no, he's additional voices in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> Zuko. It's from the episode Zuko Alone, when he's by himself. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like a lot okay. of the townsfolk, I think, in that episode. Mm -hmm. And he plays a doctor in Batman animated series and other miscellaneous roles. Oh, is it Game of Thrones down there? 
Then we have Kyle McCarley. He hey, Kyle uh, plays Yushiro. Sorry. All he needs to care about is 9S. <laughs> yeah, he plays 9S in Nier I'm Automata. I'm biased. Yeah, he does an amazing... I, I've talked about him before on this podcast, but oh, yeah. yeah, he does an amazing job as 9S. He plays Yushiro in Demon Slayer. He plays a lot of things in Baki Hanma. Um, he's done a lot of voices in Star Wars Vision so far. He's been in the duo, Lapa Nocho, the Ninth Jedi, and then he'll be in Akakiri as well in the next mm-hmm. one. Uh, let's see here. B-Stars, he plays lots of voices. Um, Tam and additional voice acting and let's see here Burn the Witch he plays Jimmy Huckabee and this Sinter Nicholas right this guy definitely does voice acting for a career yeah. I can I can just tell from all the things like oh, Finland yeah, Saga he's great at it yeah oh yeah Boruto he plays Iruka Sensei hmm. oh yeah lots of things cool and the last one that I got is Eva Kaminsky and she's been in um, quite a bit of stuff as well uh, she's played in The Duel, The Village Bride, The Ninth Jedi, and Lapanocho. She also has played in Blind Spot, Billions, uh, let's see here, Yu Gi Oh! Zexal, Pokemon. Uh, what the hell is Yu Gi Oh! Zexal? You don't want to know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's weird. So it's, it's a lot of circus animals that, like, I, I saw. Queen's Blade? That one specifically to play. You're playing oh, Queen's boy. Blade? Okay. <laughs> um and my god lots of things er law and order you name it she's been in it uh, that's pretty cool all the way back into 1994 so that's quite a bit quite a few rows uh credits on imdb but yeah that's all the voice mm-hmm. actors uh we have some other ones that are reoccurring like adam seitz michael Sinterclass, jp carliac joe ochman and neil kaplan those ones are we've mm-hmm. i think talked about in the past but yeah, yeah. Anybody want to go first? Ed, do you want to go first on what you thought about this episode? A few things. So, first off, Ocho. How do you go from, you know, little girl who was, oh, help out friend, friend's Mm -hmm. family. Okay, great. Everything's family. Everything's good. Just immediate heel turn to fuck the family. And it, it it wasn't like it took her a long time. It was just like, huh. They said they could do good things. I believe him. Your you, your dad said you could do good things. You met you, yeah. You met your sister because she was a slave. Yeah. Like, and now it, you're it's and now, now you're fighting for the people that enslaved her. Fine. Like I I don't have a problem with Imperial. I have a problem with this like this 180 switch from yeah. one side yeah. to the other or either way, right? Because we got something like that with um, Versio, where it was just like. Oh, mm. they did my plan all of a sudden. It's bad. <laughs> oh, no, now it's personal. Bitch, yeah, right? Yeah. Now for her, it's just like, oh, well, you know, everything was fine, but now they're here and screw you, bye, is what it felt uh, like. Yeah. I and was, all I that, was... like, for the family stuff and for the greater good, yeah. that started coming up with the, with all of her actions and what she was trying to portray. It was just like, no, 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 it's for the greater good, but I'm going to cut your eye. No, it's for the greater good, but I'm going to try to kill you. Oh, it's for our family. What part? Like, the whole blood on her eyes and everything and all that, like, that was unnecessary. Yeah, that was just like, <laughs> I think that was like the, you know, the Sakura cut your hair moment. Yeah, yeah put the blood in your I eyes, know, make it it's, edgy. It's supposed to be symbolic for that to, like, mm. really drive it home, but it just looks so damn cynical at that point. I don't know. They were really yeah. trying to over-evil her to justify giving Lapa a lightsaber. It, it really felt like Ocho went in that direction because the script said that she should. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like it, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Especially with how they, I thought, cause I thought like Yasaburo had more of a, a reason to, to turn. Right. You see, yeah, I of think course. Seven years for the time skip was too much without giving us some kind of, you know, show a progression yeah. for her to be like, you know, everything's working right. But like, she's getting more and more frustrated and she's obviously seeing what they're doing can't help enough. Mm-hmm. So then when she goes and does this, it's like, oh, well, yeah, this was coming. You know, the the, the yeah. branch was a little closer rather than her leaping across the sea to jump to grab. It. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So there was that. Uh, my only other, I enjoyed most of it. Like mm-hmm. those little things were just irritating, but it wasn't a terrible episode. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the biggest thing was just like, okay, Lop's fighting. She's fighting at the same, but you know, she's probably she's probably learned how to fight with a sword and stuff like that. So she's just doing it that way. Cool. Mm-hmm. Then she used the forest. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck is happening? But now? TD died. <laughs> it's like, you can't it's, repair a droid. It's not like Super Saiyan where like you just get it. After a bit, I was like, oh, tragic moment. You In this universe, now. Ed, it is. It's like, come on. TD was man. the Krillin of this universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love, help! It's like, it's like that part it, in Oni cartoons. You fool! It kills him. Oh, yeah. oh no! Yeah, yeah. It splits in half. Yeah. Yeah, so... But, uh, that, 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 was, that was the kind of big woolly mm. moment where it's like, oh, okay, so this... Your surprising use of the force that you haven't used in the past seven years or ever is going to come through and save you now, and it's going to shock mm. her because she didn't know. Okay. And it's, and it's funny because it's even more jarring than in Toby. Because, you know, at least in Toby, they had those little moments where it's like, oh, he presents a sword fight. Look for it. Oh, Look for yeah. it. He gets his little introspect moment with me, Mitaka. Mm-hmm. But in here, it's just straight out. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Like, um, like, in terms of dialogue and emotion-wise, I really like Bapanocho. I thought it did a really good job. I love the little family talk that Yasubudo gives and, and the connections right. that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the overall direction of the story was very strange. Yeah, it was, just, it was kind of weak. It, it just, I felt like it needed another 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. To kind of yeah. go out and be like, okay, this is what the Ocho was doing. This is what Lop was doing. Yeah. Like building it like up a little just, bit more, just more because because I mean when they deliver character dialogue that is is showing us bonds and stuff like that, like when Lop and Ocho are talking in the car, it's good. Like it makes sense and I understand it. Same thing with Yasubudo and and Lop in in the temple. I bought mm-hmm. all of it. I thought it worked really well. But then the problem is there's not enough of that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we need to speed this story along. Speaking of that, um, though, yeah, like the end of this episode leads itself into another episode. Yeah, we get another yeah. thing like the Night Jedi where it's it's very much like we are yeah like you said setting up for a new episode um but yeah i was also just gonna gonna end with saying like like as much as i know one of a couple of us have problems with the episode like i i thought whatever problems you may think the twins have i've like i felt like there weren't really gaps in the story as much as there were in this one there was no story to have you had essentially it's not you know the story was so loose and open that yeah you you were filling things Mm. because you had to yeah it was so generic it's like light dark we're gonna destroy planets don't want to start planets just what that's up and and how simple it was like it still made it it, you know there weren't questions popping out at me exactly as much as this one you didn't have point like a bullet point one it was just point a b and c here Yeah. yeah yeah No, that's fair. Um, I loved Yasuburo. He was probably my favorite character in this whole show. <laughs> I just loved him. And I, the fact that he loses his second eye and he's like, I just, I'm so sad. I can't see both of you girls again. And I'm like, yeah. God damn, you can't get implants, man. 
Yeah, I was about like that was my Thank first you. thought was like we have cybernetics. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's like, I mean, he won't be able to see him with his own eyes. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was okay, uh, part where it was like the, yeah. the the sister <laughs> is gone too far, right? Like she's yeah. she's gone way past the deep end on the empire side. Um, Although it's funny because you think her going too far would have been just straight up killing him. Right, but I mean, like taking his other eye—that's pretty sad, right? Like mm-hmm. she knows so that's crippled him enough. All he's, he's got to be able to do anything, right? Um, mm. I did love the scene when he like gives her the lightsaber. Yeah. And like the circle yeah. pops up and it was super mystical and like he presents her the lightsaber and like it's a whole ritual thing. Mm. Um, I thought that was really cool. And like the slight backstory they had with like the Jedi coming down, you know, and he was a warrior that kind of taught the family how to do these things. Mm. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, it, it, it was uh, it was like a reverse Tara Vizsla story. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought about it too when I saw that. And stealing the lightsaber, you're yeah. actually just teaching and getting given it kind of it, presents yeah. us with that with like the the shadow art when it was tarvisla in rebels yeah, yeah. And, it was and like here the, we get this like yeah this picture diagram yeah um what else was there the lightsaber design was peak it was good <laughs> i feel like every studio is like let's let's just one-up each other on how we can do a katana saber yeah. um it was very ornate the handle of it which was really cool and had like the little tassels mm. on the end of it i love that yeah um I, I could just hear Dan screaming like as when she activated the lightsaber, like this is what I wanted, magic balance. <laughs> this is all I want all the time. Um yeah. there was the part with um uh the the scenes when they're walking through town. Um mm. I felt like that was like a cyber not a cyberpunk. I, it it was oh, essentially yeah. like uh Blade Runner, where it's like showing you and like goes to the shell, it's showing the environment it's around it. Man. Yeah, and it's just it's building up the the world that these characters live on. Mm. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. it's, it's got that same level of beauty that Bad Batch does, right? Yeah. Where it's just like it's so intricate and detailed, and that's that's the point I had about the artwork. Um, and then before I keep going, do we want to jump into the? No, we can talk? just go ahead. We have we have a few minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was the point I had about the artwork was that what surprised me about it was when you I was as soon as I saw the city shots that were apartment complexes, mm. and then it starts going to the the. Uh, grimy dirty stuff i was like wow this looks more ghost in the shell than ninth jedi did yeah like much more right um which granted different style there wasn't a city in ninth jedi but it just it immediately struck me as that and same thing when lops running back to yasaburo and it's like that dark grimy kind of like um very clearly it was supposed to be like a japanese night market kind of setup yeah where she like um, falls down and hits like all yeah, the different things all the way the down yeah it falls into the stall runs into the corns and and all that stuff like it just it, it it was just like it was so much like i'm getting akira vibes from this i'm getting ghost in the shell yeah. vibes from this um, it was really not cool. so much cyberpunk because it wasn't technologically advanced enough but yeah like, yeah like the whole same kind of dark gritty grimy kind of feel to it if, it sure. makes it feel it makes the the city feel so much more alive and lived in right 100 percent um yeah um i loved how they never brought like they said like oh lops from another planet oh yeah i'm from another planet it's like are you buddies with jacks like what's like what is this you know who Jax is right from eu the green how rabbit dare you? he was like a weasel he's a rabbit <laughs> oh no i'm thinking of jack and daxter no no i'm talking i'm talking jacks from, <laughs> oh, from star wars God, the green rabbit guy comics yeah yeah i mean he's he's canon again he, he was brought back in a few comics oh, in canon God. yeah um, I haven't read them yet, but apparently he's in if it. If that's the case, then he must be like the the mangy mutt offshot because Lop looks so much better than him. Oh yeah, she definitely has that anime style. Like when she, when uh, she Even got the, angry at Ocho, like she gets feral. Yeah, you can kind of see like hair yeah, and, yeah, I love that. That's cool. Um, but even the the uh, indentured slaves you can see in the beginning look better than than Jack. True, but. true. 
Um, yeah, apart from that, I think this was a pretty solid episode. I wasn't expecting a lot out of it. I wasn't really gonna, I, I wasn't wanting to really watch this one from all the commercials and stuff beforehand and all the trailers and things. Um, but I mean, pleasantly surprised yet again. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have one more episode. So that's true. That's true. What I, what the meat of what I'm getting, I'm hearing here is that Dan's afraid of furries. No, but, you know, no, fine. <laughs> I just, it's not for me, man. It's not for me. Ed, did you have something to say? Uh, no, no, yeah, one more, one more, one more fun. episode, man. Akakiri, it's, it's, it's gonna an be great. Interesting one. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yet? I mean, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. I, I after I watched the last ones, I was like, I, I can't help it. I'm going. Uh, <laughs> Just last episode. They're all good. They're all good. So I had to, I had to keep going. Yeah, and, I mean, it's it's Studio Sato again. So. Yeah, Science Star. Yeah. No, sorry, Science. Yeah, Star, Science Star, and we'll get into that when we get into that because if I start talking about it now, it's gonna go on. But uh, no, <laughs> yeah. it's a good episode. Art style is something that I looked at in more than I usually do compared to uh, like Noma or or Dan. Like it it mm. is it is different. So that is coming up. Be prepared for it. But... Definitely, like I think the biggest strength out of this one, out of all the ones that we've seen so far, was um, just in such little dialogue, being able to show such strong bonds. Oh yeah, definitely right? with that in the scenes. Because again, right when Yasubudo is talking to Lop and he says like, "I look." You're part of my family. You're my daughter. I don't think I've treated you like that, though. And if I've been favoring Ocho over you, I apologize. Like just things like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or and then you get you see like the shot of her eyes as she has that realization. Like it's just it's such good. It's like, visceral good, emotion. Snappy. You get so much information so quickly, right? Because you get that just based off of what he said to her in the flashback, right? Right. Just being hesitant, but you didn't know if he was kidding or not. But then he feels mm-hmm. bad about it, and then it's just like it's it's that. So it just like. Again, it surprises me a little bit that we don't get any backstory for why Ocho suddenly turns, but definitely out of all the ones that I've seen so far, it out of all the Visions episodes, it has the the most impactful character dialogue mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you, Noma. Thank you, Ed. Let's get into the outro for this episode. Welcome to the outro, and thank you for listening for to the podcast. Uh, Ed, let the listeners know how they can tell us what they would like to do with their newfound katana saber with runes emblazoned on the blade. Absolutely. Remember, it's only for self-defense. Uh, if you <laughs> want to find any of the following information, please visit us at our site, voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, we have our email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Our social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. You can find us with the tag at Voice Force Pod. Anything you do, repost or retweet or share or whatever you do with it does help. Um, and honestly, if you tell your friends about it and then you're sharing these things, if they search for it, the easier that makes it way easier for them to find as well. So that's something you really do appreciate. But finally, listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do happen to leave a five-star review, that's awesome. And we love you. Um, and also, following and subscribing, really important, because if you do that, any update we give you, whether it's a new episode, a new post, something, uh, you'll find it on whatever pl- platform you listen to. So keep that in mind when you are following and or subscribing. It does the work for you. You don't have to download it manually. You don't have to look for it. it just, it's just there. Fantastic. And with that being said, mm-hmm. remember, always bite your thumb and... 
put the red lines on your eyes when you want to change sides to the Empire and become <laughs> a Sith or whatever it is she did. Empire summoning jutsu. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's like it's Imperial rank I'll... summoning jutsu. Oh, major! I am now a major. She's Bankai. That's all. Oh my god, she has unleashed the Bankai. All right, have a good night, everybody, and we'll talk to you guys next episode. <laughs>